Julia, did, did you end up getting that city barbecue you wanted when you left here last week? I, I didn't get it when I left because for whatever reason, I thought I'm going to get home. And normally when I get home from recording, I shovel whatever food I end up getting for Josh and I into my mouth and then I go to bed. So like I'm in bed within... 15, 20 minutes of finishing oh, food. Right. Holy shit. So, and I'm like, do I really want that much meat right before I get into bed? Yeah, you do. I do. <laughs> all the meats. All the meats all the time. For some reason, it sounded like it could be a bad idea, so I opted to not. And instead, we got Skyline, because that's so much better than a bunch of <laughs> smoked meat, which in, ret- <laughs> which in retrospect... <laughs> Probably <laughs> probably should have gone for the city barbecue, but I didn't. I had, I had, I had a, a time trying to get some barbecue over the weekend. So, uh, yeah. But this was like the perfect weekend Vincent, to get barbecue. What day was it? Was it Sunday? No, Saturday. Was it Saturday or Sunday? I forget. Uh, I, I've been very busy. Uh, Let me anyway. just interject and say, damn, does Annie make good spicy margaritas? Hell yeah, Blocks she does. Saritas. Shout out to Blocks, because using lime blocks, strawberry blocks, any blocks, to make a frozen margarita is so goddamn good. Good idea. Yes. Yeah, I've yes. got stuff anyway. at home to make uh, frozen margaritas well, do it. with Blocks. Do it. Uh, anyway. my Rachel. But, yeah. You, you had so, trouble getting barbecue over Labor Day weekend? Well, how? I mean, how? How? Yeah. So, okay. Explain this So, to you're me. having a, a spicy Bloxarita. Yes. And I've got uh, my go-to. I've got a... Uh, Terramano Reposado. If you start singing, I'm hitting mute, just so you know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Terramano Reposado. Uh, so, uh, and delicious, by the way. So, you were going to tell us about uh, not being able to get barbecue, and then okay. we had a topic we wanted to... Yes, we do. ...to discuss. We yeah. do. And uh, so, Vincent wanted to go to Sonder. Okay. So, that's fine. Picked him up, went to Sonder... On the way to Sonder, Mason Montgomery Road, there's this barbecue place called Dickie's. Mm-hmm. I've seen. I've never had it. I think I've had it once or something. So, no, Or I you didn't. saw the Dickies. I saw the Dickies. <laughs> uh, and so, so I was sitting at Sonder, ordering, trying to order on the app. I was trying to be, um, you know, with it, mm-hmm. hip to the technology, yeah, as the, yeah. the, the youth, the, the youth. kids say. <laughs> and uh, I, I kept hitting a, a brick wall. I called the location. I was like, hey, I'm having a lot of trouble with trying to order through, through the website. I, I, I know what I want to order. And they're like, actually, uh, we closed like two hours ago. Oh, no. Like, That's opened, why it. Who answers the phone at a location that closed two hours ago? Two hours ago. ago. Yeah. Even if all you're doing is clean up stuff, just don't. Yeah, don't answer, answer. the phone. Answer. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, I'm like, shit. I'd already. Shit. <laughs> So I had already texted the family, told Rachel, this is what I'm going to do. It's mac and cheese, potato salad. It's going to be rolls. It's going to be, you know, this whole, meat, this meat. Thing. Yeah, yeah. We're going to, we're going to do this. So I'm like, well, I, I guess, uh, well, let me look up city barbecue mm-hmm. right down the street sure, here in sure. blue ash. Uh, they were open okay. till 10. Uh, and I was plenty early enough to get there. I start trying to place the order again through the app. You know, using the technology. the technology, yeah. And I even get to the point where I I snap a photo of my my card. Yeah. You know, because you can enter the information or you can choose to snap a photo of the sure, card. Sure. Snap a photo of the card, nothing happens. 
It's like it, like a nothing. I'm like, well, well, what the hell is what this? What's going on? What just fucking happened here? Like, I gave you a picture of my goddamn card and everything. <laughs> and you're going to deny me now? Right. And so I immediately log in, and I'm not logged into the public Wi-Fi. Mm-hmm. I immediately, on my own uh, device, log in, check my account. Nothing's pending from City Barbecue. I'm like, okay. And then so I call City Barbecue. Mm-hmm. Now, I thought I was calling location. Apparently, I'm not. Apparently, I'm calling a call center. Who oh, knew no. there was a call center for City, City Barbecue? Barbecue, yeah. So, anyways, I talked to this guy. He was super nice. I should have recorded the call. Uh, that that way, we could play it, much like yeah, Ship Beers yeah. plays uh, calls when they just decide to call breweries <laughs> uh, or you know, di- di- you know, distributors or whatever it is that they do. And so he's like, "Well, actually, probably the best thing for you is to go place your order in person." At the location. You're like, I'm tr- uh, you know but, what? But I really appreciate that. Thank you for uh, dumbing it down to the lowest common denominator, and I'm going to go place my order. Right. So I drive over to Blue Ash from Mason, mm-hmm. uh, uh, place my barbecue order. And in Vince, person? In person. All right. Vincent's All right. freaking out because he wants Dickie's barbecue. He he saw that I was ordering Dickie's barbecue. Oh, I'm like, no. hey, we're going to get Dickie's barbecue. Uh, yesterday. He was going to bed today was the first day he went back to his transition program for mm-hmm. school. And last night he was like, uh, Dickie's Barbecue tomorrow. I'm like, nah, not Dickie's, not tomorrow, <laughs> not Dickie's tomorrow. Because you don't want the meat sweats like, right when you're about to get into bed after you get home from recording our podcast. Yeah. You and, see. And so, and then he's like, well, uh, then, and then tomorrow, uh, day after tomorrow, uh, next Saturday, Dickie's Barbecue. I'm like, nah, Dickie's Barbecue, nah. No. No. And then Rachel says, uh, Vincent, next year we'll get Dickie's Barbecue. Like, no, 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 no. Dickie's Barbecue tomorrow. I was like, all right, you need to calm down and go to bed. Anyways, so we get the we get the uh, city barbecue and I get the city barbecue home. And the brisket was, was very tasty. It was very, very good. It always good. is. It was yeah. moist. So it was. This is one of the few times where using the word moist is it's actually fine. acceptable. Agreed. Um, Agreed. Their turkey, their smoked turkey, is always really good too. I got the chicken in the in the, um, brisket. the brisket. Okay. And then good we got the the mac and cheese and mashed potatoes. Nice. And then of course the buns. Cornbread. For, you're supposed to make. Yes. Very good. Now I there only got go. three, <gasps> and I split them in half because uh, they are they're, very they're, proud of their cornbread. They want twenty five dollars. <laughs> For like, for like 12 a mini loaf. Cor- 12 yeah. mini cornbread loaves. Yeah, but man, it's good. It is, yeah. It's good. Yeah, is it $25 good? Mm, no. No. Hold on. No. There we go. Thank you. Thank you, so, Liam. I see, even though he's kind of an asshole, he hangs around a, until we're asshole. done recording. Yeah, he's a little bit of an asshole. It's, it's fine. So speaking of things being expensive, mm. there was a bit of a, of yeah. a, a Twitter conversation that happened Do you want me a couple to days ago. Yeah, do you have it? it? Do you have it up? Do you know how to find it? Can you use the technologies for good and not evil? Like not getting your son Dickie's barbecue? No, that's fair, Julia. <laughs> this was a conversation as as Marco and I are drinking our uh, our amazing six dollar margaritas for margarita tea. I don't think mine is made with blocks, but Tuesdays are a six dollar margarita day. I yeah, think the blocks no, are, are different are, because are, blocks the, are the blocks are the standard price. Yeah, yeah, which still freaking amazing, freaking delicious. Okay, hold on a Come second. Come up here on a Tuesday. I found it, but then I see a a gnarly gnome. Oh, there's another response. Okay, now okay. this is something. Okay, else. 
All right, so let me so the original get back tweet. To it. Yes. Back to back to the tweet. Okay, so the person I uh, we know mm-hmm. from a podcast. Okay. And uh, we know a couple may, of those people. I I may or may not work for the same company. Uh, there's person. Hey, you know what? It's a place I don't work for either. So there we go. Yeah, there you go. There you go. There you go. <laughs> you never. You never know. <laughs> So what was this tweet about? So this tweet goes, I've noticed draft beer prices going up. I'm curious, how much is too much for a 16-ounce beer? Where do you draw the line for a standard beer? Not talking barrel-aged, heavily fruited, or hopped, etc. Hashtag craft beer, hashtag beer. There we go. I feel like it's somewhat of a loaded question. So I'm assuming when he says a standard beer, nothing overly fruited, barrel-aged, blah, 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 something that you would get in a 16-ounce pour. So right. like a lager, just a standard IPA, not a double, not, right. you know, like yeah. a... Yeah, anything that would come in a, in a typical 16-ounce format. Mm-hmm. And yes, we are recognizing as you get into a double IPA, as you get into a barrel-aged beer, as you get into some of these heavily fruited sours, mm-hmm. as... You get into things that are going to already be in a smaller format than 16 ounces, uh, typically. I, I, I want to stay on that track. So preface That's it by That's saying, fair. look, it can, be, it can be a lager. It can be an ale. Uh, but one that you would typically get in, in a, a 16 ounce format. Right. And for me, I had, I had thought about this and I thought about responding. But then I saw that you responded with kind of exactly what what I was going to say to me I don't have I don't know what my limit is I don't know what that upper price point is that I would not pay for 16 ounces of beer because there is so much that potentially goes into that 16 ounces I mean you look at some of the stuff that like narrow path does it might be a you know air quotes for people not watching the patreon live stream a a 16-ounce pour of a, you know, I don't even want to say basic lager, but a lager that they have adjuncted or that they have, you know, made their own. But because of the size of the brewery and potentially the limited availability of whatever additional ingredients that they put into that beer, it might cost them, you know, we'll just say $7 a pint to make. So they're going to try to sell it to me for $10 a pint because of what it is, because of of what it was made with, because of the cost to the brewery to make it. And if it's good, I will happily pay it. So I think that if I started seeing a, just something that's just listed as a lager, a, an IPA, something that didn't appear to have anything additional to it, I don't know, maybe $12 would be kind of that that point to where I'm like, "Mm, now I'm hitting ballpark prices and I'm not sure I'm okay with that. But depending on the brewery, depending on the taste, depending on the quality, I might be perfectly fine with that. Yeah, I think that's the other uh, qualifier uh, that we need to put on it is that we're talking about an establishment. Let's say you go to a restaurant or a bar. Mm -hmm. We're not talking about places that inherently have a... Uh, 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 sort of a inflated an understood price. inflated price. Right, you know, when you right, go to like a ballpark and you pay 
$12 for a 16-ounce draft mm-hmm. or you're paying $20 for a 20-ounce draft right. beer or something like that. Not That's not what we're talking about. No, we're talking about your your everyday brewery, bottle shop, whatever, where prices are fairly standard. They're not concert prices. They're not sporting right. event prices. But yeah, I don't, I don't think that I have an answer to what's too high of a price to pay as long as I understand what's going into the beer. Now, if someone says, if I walk into just like an average bottle shop and I say, oh, I'll have a pint of Coors. And they say, okay, that'll be 12 bucks. I'm going to be like, I, you know what? Um, I don't think I want to pay $12 for that particular beer. But if you give me something from a smaller local brewery and you say, okay, this beer from, again, I'll just use Narrow Path as, as kind of the example, but, you know, Fibonacci, whatever, just, you know, smaller brewery that, depending on what they're doing, their prices may have to be higher to ensure that they stay open. And you say, okay, here is a pint of a amber ale. It's 12 bucks. I'll probably not even blink and just be like, okay, cool. Because I know it's going to be delicious. I know it's not mass produced. I know that 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 money is going right back into that brewery, into that company, into those people's lives, essentially. So I don't know. It's it's a really hard. It it's hard to have a line anywhere. It it is, and I think part of it is we have to think about a little bit of the history too in some of this. So, I. Mm-hmm. Uh, Back, I don't know, seven years when I started uh, commercially brewing. Let's go back eight years, nine years before I started commercially brewing. Um, you would pay four to five dollars for their uh, a craft brewery's uh, lager option, mm-hmm. Pilsner lager option. Sure, sure. Maybe basic pale ale. Okay, four or five bucks. Sure. Over the course of time, we're to this point. So that was seven, eight, nine years ago. Now, a basic blonde ale, typical lager, maybe pale ale, you're paying six or seven bucks. Mm-hmm. And then what you're doing is today is you're getting beers, maybe a double IPA is not in a 16-ounce format. Mm-hmm. A double IPA is in a 10 or 12-ounce format. And then you're paying eight bucks for that. Right, right. So, and to notice the price of craft beer is going up is almost to say, like, where have you been, you know, recently? Two to three years, specifically. Right. I mean, the availability of ingredients is not not, what it used to be. And I'm not knocking the person for saying, hey, I've noticed. Sure. Like, no. It's going to happen. Sure, right. I mean, right now you have, you know, droughts in part of the country to where certain of the ingredients, certain parts of what you use to make beer just are, they're not available. You have to get them from somewhere else. The prices are higher because of that for equipment, oh, for cans, for anything yeah. being shipped here and there. I mean, you still have supply chain issues going there on. There was always a, a, some sort of crisis, right? I mean, sure. was it? Uh, 2019, 2020, all the wildfires mm-hmm. um, in California right. were just wiping out hop farms. Right. It, or were so dangerous that the the people that worked at the hop farms couldn't get there couldn't to actually mm-hmm. harvest the hops. Right. And then we had, you know, this, the, uh, the can shortage. Mm-hmm. And then the can shortage led to uh, the, the, the can 
producers. There's only, I think, two major ones in the United States. These camp producers now putting um, ridiculously high minimum orders. Right. Uh, I think you need to order five semis of Ooh. cans uh, or, or something of that nature. It, it's, it, and if you're like a huge brewery to where you're already ordering that, that cost, it's still going to be a higher cost, but it's going to be negligible to what you're selling. But if you're a smaller company, a smaller brewery, all of a sudden that hits you to where you're like, if we want to keep canning our product, it, it's costing us two, three, four, five, however many times more than it used to. And I know that a lot of these local breweries have even mentioned it in social media posts. They try to do absolutely everything they can to not put that cost onto the consumer. They try not to raise the price of their beers. But at some point, they either have to raise the price of their average pint, regardless of if it's a, you know, again, using the air quotes, a basic beer, you know, just a lager, pilsner, whatever, or something that is, you know, a already a higher price point beer like a barrel age double triple whatever i mean eventually it's either the prices go up or the brewery shuts down and i would much rather especially for somewhere local i would much rather pay a premium for a 16 ounce of one of their like kind of core i I hate using the word basic beer but i mean i think everyone kind of knows what we're saying when we say that I would rather pay a premium for that and keep these places open than say, oh, you know, $7 a pint is my max. And if a local brewery that I love goes above that, well, I'm just not going there anymore. I'm going to go for something mass produced that I can get much cheaper. I'm not going to do that. I refuse to do that. Well, I I think part of it also, and you're absolutely right. uh, I think part of it also comes to us understanding as craft beer drinkers that we already understand we're going to pay a premium. Sure. The question is how much more than what we were used to paying three years ago, four years or five years ago, are we willing to accept today? Uh, and I, I don't know. I think everyone's trying to do their best to mm-hmm. navigate with the model that they have. Right. Sure. I mean, sure. I, nobody's doing locally the model of like, let's say, um, uh, Every pour is ten bucks, mm-hmm. but it doesn't matter if it's a a blonde ale, a light lager, or if it's a barrel aged stout. Every pour is ten bucks. Mm-hmm. Uh, where back uh, seven, eight, nine years ago, you would walk into a brewery and every beer was five bucks. Right. You know, it, it's 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 not that way, uh, and it you know if it was that way, then that would be a way of a bar, a brewery, being able to say, okay, I can afford to offer you this uh, 10% adjuncted stout in a format for 10 bucks because mm-hmm. I'm going ahead and making an extra buck off this uh, blonde ale over here mm-hmm. or two bucks or whatever it is. Yeah, I don't think that's a great model necessarily because I, I, I don't think it's paying enough respect to the process and the, the you know, what really goes into... Sure. Sure. What may make something of a higher grist bill of a reflective of more work or something of that nature. Right. Part of the reason why lager is priced, uh, a, a, a lager meaning a pilsner, let's say, mm-hmm. is priced the way it is, is because the grist bill is extremely simple. 
the hop the hop bill is extremely extremely minimal and so you have from an ingredient standpoint something that really isn't necessarily uh, at all very costly uh, in perspective to pale ale double IPA triple IPA um, uh, a uh, adjuncted stout mm-hmm. But what it does do is it takes up twice as long or more in right. the fermenter. It's that much longer that, that you cannot use that fermenter to make something else. Right. Unless you have a huge production house and you can do, like, dedicate X number of tanks to this style and X number to that style. Right. And even the smaller breweries probably, to some degree, are doing that. It's like, okay, fermenter FV1 is going to be lager. Mm-hmm. It's just, it turns lager, sure. you know, all year sure. round one but that also means that it takes four to six weeks to be able to put another logger in that tank. Right, right. And I think another thing, too, is to use kind of the $10 example, $10 today does not spend the same way $10 just five years ago spent. So just taking into account the way that just the economy in and of itself is going, not even beer specifically, but just everything, are the prices going up or are they... Are they kind of still in line with the way prices are going for everything else that we purchase on a daily, weekly, monthly, whatever basis? Yeah, sorry for chewing ice in the microphone there, <laughs> but it was delicious. Went ahead and... Uh, he has finished off his... Polished off that uh, Terramana Reposado. It's just delicious. My so goodness. Good. It's really good. I'm still um, working on my, uh, my margarita because... With tequila, I need to go slow. Yeah, you're doing great. Thank you. Uh, (laughs) I do agree that I think basically what both of us are trying to say is like, look, if you think you're going to pay today a price for a beer that you did six, seven, eight, nine, ten years ago, Mm -hmm. that's that's ridiculous to think because the cost of ingredients and the transportation and all of that stuff and the wages of Mm -hmm. the people that are... Uh, providing that sure. or, or from start to finish sure. have changed. Well, and I don't know if that was even the... Because the the person that made the post, I feel, is very aware of, sure. of, of the course. changing of all that. And it's not just a kind of, well, I bought a pint of Truth you know, three years ago and it only cost me $6. And when I bought a pint of Truth today, it cost me, you know, 7 I don't think that's the mindset at all. It's just a, hey, I'm noticing that... As time goes on, what I'm paying per pint is getting more and more and more. It is. Which it is. It is. And, you know, do I like the fact that my that my alcohol bills, for lack of a better term, are getting more and more as kind of time goes on? Not necessarily, but this is a luxury that I am able to to buy, to enjoy. I, th- I think it, it very much follows, and I apologize no, if I interrupted fine, you. I fine. think it very much follows so many other industries in the sense of that um, you used to be able to pull up to a drive-thru mm-hmm. and your combo meal was five bucks. And I pull up to a drive-thru and I get four combo meals and I'm paying 30 bucks. Right. And uh, you go to Dollar Tree and it's not Dollar Tree anymore. No. It's Dollar 25 Tree. You know, it, minimum. Yeah. I mean, you'll walk in there and there'll be stuff that's like 10 and 20 bucks and you're going, what is this? Yeah. yeah. So I, I think it's 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 along with, you know, the the rest of the, you know, retail scene. I mean, mm-hmm. th- th- this is happening. Uh, but we can say whether it's good or bad. Um, places are 
paying their employees more, mm-hmm. which is fantastic. I love that. Mm-hmm. But if you're going to pay the people that work at your fast food restaurant establishment starting at $15 an hour, then I guess your um, can I get can I get somewhere. my number three? Well, instead of it being five bucks that mm-hmm. you're used to, your number three is now seven ninety nine. Right. You know, I, and and I, I I think that's just the way that that it is. Sure. And and I feel that if you have and I'm and I'm calling it a luxury because it is. If you had the luxury to be able to enjoy even one pint of beer a week, enjoy it. If it's something that get puts a strain on your budget, you know, figure out. You know, can I still enjoy this? I mean, it really is a luxury item. It is not something it like is. like water and food and you know whatever. Even though nah, it is made, I mean, it is made we, from from plants. So technically, beer is a salad. So technically, beer is part of you know your your healthy daily diet. But it's something that if the price point or the way that the price is going bothers you, you can either choose to not purchase it or try to find a way to rebudget whatever you're spending in other areas, if it is something that you want, this is important to me. It's important to me to go to these establishments to support them, to to drink, you know, their beverages, whatever the case may be. Right. But I guess to kind of try to tie back to the original tweet, me personally, I don't have a any kind of set number that is too high for me for a pint of beer. It all depends on the beer, on where I am, on what's going on, on what I'm able to spend this week versus next week versus, you know, whatever. Do I like the rising costs? No. Do I understand them? Absolutely. And am I going to stop buying beer? Absolutely not. No. Yeah. Hey. Wait, Liam. You want to get... Yeah. Asshole. <laughs> Did he just ignore us? No. Okay. Oh, Liam. He snuck up behind you. Thanks, I didn't even Liam. see him. Jack off. So anyways, so I, I agree. And by the way, I want to go ahead and make this disclaimer. Nobody should uh, uh, reach out to Truth Bear Pod for financial advice. Uh, (laughs) No, please do not. No, please do not. Uh, But we were discussing our, our tabs over the last few weeks early. And it's like, oh Jesus, this is, now it's, this is not. No, we, we do care about this craft beer industry. And uh, it, we wouldn't have a podcast that talks about craft beer podcasts if we didn't care about this craft beer industry. 100%. And uh, we understand that you know the, the, the prices are reflective of what the prices need to be. I mean, right. that, that, that they, they should be. Uh, well, and they need to be at a place to where these breweries, these companies are turning a profit so that they can reinvest and do more. They can't just yeah. be... But profit's not a dirty word. No, no, no. It's not. It should not be. I mean, if if a company, and if they're just making ends meet, if they're able to pay their bills and they are just dead even month after month after month, that business can never grow, can never do more than what they're currently doing. So they either have to cut costs somehow by not making some of the beers that they make or by getting rid of people, something like that, or the costs to the consumer have to go up so that they continue to do what they love doing. Yeah, and you you have to make a profit at this. I mean, we talked last week about things that we took away from Bruce Guy's happy hour mm-hmm. uh, of, of what you needed to have a successful brewery. Uh, one thing you need to have is you need to have profit. I mean, yeah. uh, Ken Grossman, uh, the founder of Sierra Nevada, 
he's got his own plane. Uh, I believe it's called the Eastern Airlines. Oh, God. And, and, but my point is, I mean, fact check me. <laughs> I believe that's what it is. But the point is that you, you need to make a profit. Right. And so many of these companies, uh, and especially the ones that have closed, have had a really tough time of understanding the balance of profitability and affordability to mm-hmm. your, to your uh, buying public. And what I would say is that, I mean, it, whatever you need to be profitable, it's not just keep the lights on. It's not just order your next grain mm-hmm. purchase. It's f- building a foundation to have a sustainable business. And it's doable. There are plenty of models out there to be able to say this, it, this can be done. Mm-hmm. It's when, um, it, it's when that you, a, a lot of things happen. And, and but keep profitability in mind. It's not a dirty word. Um, and so if if that pint should be seven dollars, then charge seven dollars for it. Right. You know. And in my fictitious model, where every beer was ten bucks, and so you've got a, a twelve ounce pour of an adjuncted stout. Maybe you get a twenty ounce pour of a lager. That may be a way to to even it out. Sure. To where you say okay. If, if that's if that's what we're going to do, if that's what we're going to offer, then uh, you get more of the one you know for your value, and mm-hmm. then you get the appropriate it's appropriate portions by style, maybe. right? Right. You know, and I'm not saying anyone should or shouldn't do that, but but the point is that I don't I don't know where my cutoff is, and I think from your perspective, I'm gathering that. You don't really know where yours is either no, because no. venue plays into it. Um, you know, the, the particular beer plays into it. Mm-hmm. I mean, hell, uh, we were here a couple weeks ago and we saw something we really wanted to have. Yes. And it was proportionally more expensive than some of the other things. Mm-hmm. And we went ahead and got it. And, yeah, yeah. And, and why wouldn't we do that with other things i mean we i'm sure do in other ways in other places absolutely uh and so it's a really tough question i don't have a hard answer uh other than to say if i meet someone at a venue and i you know they're pouring beer they're pouring craft beer Mm -hmm. yes yes then and i see something that i want i'm gonna order it yeah but if you if you do have a hard stop if you do say I will never pay more than, I'll just use your $10 example. I will never pay more than $10 for a 16-ounce pour of beer. That's fine, too. Like, knowing your limits, whether it's financial, whatever it is, that's perfectly fine. But, and not saying that the person that posed this question was doing this, but don't knock anyone that's willing to pay more or don't knock a brewery that needs to charge more to stay open because we're all just trying to make a living here. It's it's really tough too when you when you say well there's uh, other less expensive options out sure. there for you I but mean, it's true you don't you don't if you show up to a craft brewery and you expect to pay you know three bucks for you know twelve ounces Anything. or sixteen ounces <laughs> of, uh, of of beer um, you didn't know what you were getting into right it's just like walking into uh, the coach store it's like hey you know what uh, you Google uh, uh, 
purse store near me and you walk into coach and you're like, holy Well, I want a $15 shoulder bag and it's like that, that ain't happening. Yeah. It's like, know know where you're walking into, right? Sure. Yeah. You know, I mean, you could go to TJ Maxx and get a purse Mm -hmm. or you go to the coach store and get a purse. I mean, there's differences there. Agreed. Agreed 100%. Well, that was that was a fun discussion on this, and and again, there's it could it could last all night long. There's no right or wrong answer. If you have a limit, that's awesome. If you don't have a limit, that's awesome too. And think about donating, uh, not donating, but think about supporting Truth Beer Pod. If you have no limit that yeah. you pay for a beer, uh, support us. Yeah, you can do that at truthbeerpod.com. There's a blue support us link. If you just want to support us non-monetarily, you are more than welcome to do that as well. We are at Truth Beer Pod on all your favorite social media platforms. And you can support us at Fretboard Brewing live on Monday, September the 12th, 7.30 p.m. when we do our first live show from fretboard that'll be exciting pretty awesome but yeah other than that buy the beers you want to buy if you for whatever reason can't justify the price of a beer that you want to buy get a cheaper option but always enjoy your beer and always tip your bartender that's right have a great one guys